everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Tuesday. It is March 9th. It is 2021, and we're here to talk some hockey. Yes, it is the NBA All-Star break, and yes, almost every NBA All-Star break, everybody plays hockey. So we're going to give you guys a first look at the slate for Tuesday. We are recording before pricing is out. Um, DK and everybody, all the sites, it seems like they post hockey really late. Um, so we're going to give a first look, just kind of go over the games. And um, I'm bringing on one of our hockey guys here at Rotor Grinders. You guys know him from all the times he's been on talking all things specialist, but it's PSU fans too. It's Sean Newsom. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Uh, it's going well. Yeah, we've we've had a lot of uh, traffic going on in all the other sports uh, for NA- NBA All-Star break. I, everything's been going really well. I've seen our NHL projections have been really on point the last two weeks or so. Uh, a lot of success in the MB- MMA Discord this weekend. Um, hockey, I we had, uh, I think it was either last week or the week before, four out of five nights during the week, we had two guys, they each won it twice, the big tournament on DraftKings for like 25 to 40k so they were just smashing their brains out last week so it's been really good we've had a lot of uptick uh been wading through a bunch of questions in the discord so it's been good it's awesome if you guys have the combo package premium here at rotor grinders it is included hockey's included all the sports except for nascar are included in the combo package here um if you want just hockey they're is a monthly price um, or if you're just going to play hockey for um, the NBA all-star break, there's a five day package as well. um, You know, that you guys can jump on for 1999. So we're going to talk about Tuesday slates. Like I said, pricing's not up yet, but Sean's just going to kind of run down these games really like kind of hone in on what we're going to be paying attention for, for each game. And, don't listen to me. I've played hockey maybe three times over the last two years. Um, I think I'm three, and zero, and I'm going to continue that. Um, and, and by not playing. So, uh, today's all about me just asking Sean, um, dumb questions and, um, you know, him laughing at me and it's pretty much the same thing we always did for college football. So it's, it's kind of perfect. Names will be a little bit more difficult here, possibly though. You know, I know the team's names. That's all that matters for me. Uh, I'm not even going to try to get into, um, you know, Kopitar and all those guys. Um, Like, anyway, we are presented by Superdraft. If you guys haven't checked them out, head on over there, superdraft.com. Use the code GRINDERS. The link will be in the description of the podcast. Get a $150 instant uh, instant bonus right when you deposit. over there so take advantage of that if you don't want to deposit for 150 they will match anything up to 50 so if you deposit 45 they're going to give you 45 if you deposit 50 they'll give you 50 but take advantage of it 150 matching bonus on a 150 deposit use promo code grinders sean let's get into it we got nine hockey games to talk about um we start with the rangers and the penguins fun fact my 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 father is a huge Rangers fan. Um, he loves hockey, and he's a huge Rangers fan. I don't know why. He's from Florida, born and raised. Uh, but he's a huge. Um, was it Mark Messier? Yeah, like that. An older Rangers, like he used to like him a lot. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. The when Messier was there was was their glory years, like Messier and Brian Leach and those guys. 
I remember those guys. I remember playing like Sega or something, um, Nintendo or something like with those guys and like scoring a bunch of goals. But um, what are we looking at in this game, Sean? Um, Rangers 10 and 10, Penguins 14 and 9. Uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, so there probably won't be tons in this game. And this game may or may not be included. So we'll try to keep it light. Uh, we think it will be. So for Pittsburgh, you have the main big guys. You have Crosby, Malkin. Um, the, the person that probably will be a little bit underpriced, and this is on FanDuel only, will probably be Brian Rust. Uh, he's been really cheap, and they don't generally change their pricing too much. So I think you're looking at Brian Rust, and he'll be probably around mid-five, 5.4K, give or take, on FanDuel, which is a, a decent price for someone like Rust. So in this game, that's probably the only person I'd really look at. I wouldn't expect this game to be an extremely open game. So Rust is someone to look at. Other than that, you probably won't be looking at many players within this game. All right. Yeah, I was just kind of like like quick overviewing. It's not like either one of these teams are like good at like power plays or anything. And the Rangers are good at penalty kill. Like what? They're, they're top five in that. So there you go. So um, we're going to move on. Like you said, we don't even know if that game is going to be um, included in the the slate we got the Bruins and the Islanders and um, I was just like looking at the Vegas odds that were out already for these games and like these teams seem really good right Boston and New York Islanders yeah this should be another game where you really aren't going to want much of it uh, you're going to have a pretty even game like the, the betting line that we're looking at right now is pretty much a coin flip for both teams and players in this game are going to generally be priced relatively high. Uh, the top line for Boston of uh, Bergeron, Marshawn and Pasternak uh, is going to be some of the higher priced players on the entire slate. And even on the flip side with the Islanders, you're not generally going to find tons of value with them. So this game's probably going to be a steer clear from, and it is unfortunate compared to, other sports like NFL, where when you have like two of the best teams going up against each other, like when you put the Kansas State Chiefs in a game, you generally see a lot of good offense and good DFS performances in a game like this in the NHL, where you have two decent teams that uh, neither of which are giant sieves defensively, you're not going to have a ton of great plays because generally teams like this will do very well against the bad teams. Therefore, they're priced up very high and the pricing is not apparent when you have them up against another very difficult team. So there's really not going to be much in this game that you'll be looking at um, either. It's very similar to the first game. Yeah. And like, you know, just kind of looking overall um, at these teams, they're really, they're both really good. So, you know, you want lopsided games in hockey, right? It's like baseball. You want to stack um, Buffalo and Philadelphia. We got the Sabres and the Flyers here in our next game. This game could be a little lopsided, right? Isn't Philly way better than Buffalo? Yeah, unfortunately, my Sabres are, again, dreadful. Uh, it's very, very, very depressing every time I look at it. But what happened, though, is it, it was kind of weird, unique situation. They played they, – they ran through a COVID situation, which in hockey has been more difficult than other sports because in hockey, if you have a COVID situation and you have to cancel games, you're talking about – 10 games over a two, three week period where they have to cancel. So what happened is they played the devils about maybe a month, month and a half ago. And they had played two games back to back against the devils and the devils had two or three people before the first game show up with COVID. 
and then they played the first game and then they had like another one or two people the next day show up with covid and then they canceled the, their games for the next like two three weeks after that and buffalo was pissed because that obviously exposed buffalo to a increased covid situation and what happened buffalo all got covid so buffalo was down for two to three weeks and they've been playing the last two or a uh, week or two since they've been back and they've been absolutely abysmal. Uh, there's been no anything going on with anyone on their team. So Buffalo's just kind of in shambles right now. And then if you look at the flyer side of things, you're going to see some decent pricing on the flyers because they generally don't smash teams and their pricing has been kind of suppressed recently. So you're going to look for guys like uh, Sean Couturier, uh, Shane Gosses bear, uh, Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek are old time guys that are very much relevant in terms of producing fantasy DFS points, but they have moved off the top power play recently. So, um, a good way to check with NHL is if you check in lineup HQ, you can see what power plays and what power play units players are playing on. And you generally want guys that are playing on the first power play unit because they get the first points are the first chance to score when the power play goes out generally, unless they were just on the ice. And those are generally the people that produce the most amount of points in a game. So um, a bit different than what we've seen in the past from Philly, but you have guys like Farabee, James Van Reems, like Couturier, who all play together at even strength and on the power play. So it's a really good correlation spot. And it's a great matchup with Philly coming in over minus 200 favorite of Buffalo is the second biggest favorite of the night. Yeah, it's, it's it's like, I don't know, again, I haven't played a lot of hockey, so don't listen to me. But I, I know that, like, you typically want to stack in hockey, like, and you're wanting to stack the, the power play lines the most. And the fact that, like, you get these guys playing together on the power play plus um, playing together on the lines it just seems like a, a win-win. And now, do you ever put in, like, I know I was just kind of looking at the stats and again, I'm a numbers person, but like if Hart is in goal for Philly, is he like someone that you like potentially target? The dude is giving up almost three and a half goals per, um, per right now. Like it seems like a lot. Yeah. So what we like to refer into the NHL discord as similar to NFL where running backs don't matter in NHL, it is goalies don't matter. Uh, goalies generally don't matter tons. It's going to be, high variance spots. Uh, so there's two ways to attack goalies from a GPP perspective. The first option is you want a goalie that is going to face a lot of shots. Uh, for example, another team that's on the slate later, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, earlier in the season, they gave up boatloads of shots every game. They gave up like 40, 45 shots per game. So what you see happen on a eight, 10 game slate, one of these big underdogs, generally speaking, is going to get a win because they are, there's so many of them, one of them's due to get a win. So like, let's say you have a few minus 200 favorites lose and the big dog comes through with a 40 save, one goal against win. That goalie is going to be the top goalie on the slate or one of like the top two or three due to a couple reasons. On DraftKings, you get the saves bonus at 35 saves. Um, which is a similar equivalent to like getting a win. So basically all you need is your goalie to make 35 saves, give up two or three goals. You're still going to end up with a decent score due to that. Uh, if that guy gets the win, 
he's seeing a massive save total plus the win plus the bonus. It's just going to be a guy that racks up points. So that's the first way to approach goalies. The second way is correlating your goalie with the skaters that you are playing. So using Philadelphia, for example, let's say we play four guys on, on Philadelphia. That means we're basically saying Philadelphia is going to score three or four goals. Well, if you score three or four goals, you're very likely to win the game which therefore means that your goalie is also going to get the win. And generally speaking, if you get a win, you're probably going to end up with a reasonable score. So there's two different ways to approach goalie, and those are the best ways. But in general, the highest, biggest favorite goalies generally do not end up as the best goalies on the slate uh, because variance is high in hockey. And they also have a situation where generally their teams are good, so they don't give up very many shots. So if you give up two goals, you lose on 20 shots you're going to end up with a really, really poor game compared to someone that sees 35 shots, makes 33 saves, and gives up two goals. That guy's going to perform a significant amount better. So that is generally how you approach goalie in terms of what, who to play, who to target, and how to correlate it if you decide to do that with your uh, skaters. All right. There you go. Um, we learned something new. Every day, uh, we got Nashville against Carolina, the Predators and the Hurricanes. Um, hey, Nashville was like really good at hockey for a while, right? Yeah, they were one of the best teams in the league. They still have enough players that they're currently going through some big injury issues. Uh, one of their best defensemen, Ryan Ellis, is out injured. Uh, their best center, Matt Duchesne, is out in injured. So, what we're seeing right now is uh, a lot of guys are playing more minutes than previously would have played. Uh, one of the biggest beneficiaries for that currently is Ryan Johansson. He's playing like top power play, top line minutes, and he's increased his load uh, because uh, Matthew Shane is out. So he's probably a guy that tomorrow, like, again, we don't have pricing, but he's going to be a guy on DraftKings you're going to see close to the minimum that – has a chance to produce, especially if you decide you like Nashville as a stacking opportunity. Um, they're a massive underdog, however, and Carolina is probably more so the team that you'd be interested in. The issue with that is they're currently going through some injury issues, and they also have some weird line movements. Uh, right now, the guys that are playing on the top line, you have Sebastian Ajo, not to be confused with New York Islanders, Sebastian Ajo, uh, they are two different players. So if you look at them, make sure you have the correct one. And then you have Brock McGinn and Warren Fogel. The issue with this is that McGinn and Fogel are not playing power play time at all. So it's very difficult to get the power play time with them. And you also see, for example, Aho is the center on the top power play unit. And then you have Trocek and Jordan Stahl on the top power play unit as well they all are on different lines. So you have a lot, a lot of people that are spread out quite a bit. All right. Um, anything else? No, that's about it for the, this game. It's not the best game to target. So you have to decide whether or not you want to really utilize it. Devils and capitals. Um, Scott Stevens, right? No, <laughs> was yeah. good was really fun to watch um like he, he reminds me of, like the bash brothers from uh, mighty ducks you know they're coming out with a new mighty Ducks series i do and i'm excited to watch it i actually, man, i'm so excited yeah i i'm i'm kind of very much into reboots because i just like 
watching shows that I always enjoy. Generally, the reboots might not be as good, but if I really loved a show or a movie and they come out with a reboot of it, it's very likely I'm going to be very interested in the show or reboot. So I'm all about reboots and they're coming out with the TV series. I'm pumped for it. I think it's coming oh, out yeah. actually next week. Yeah, I'm, 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 I love the Mighty Ducks movies. Love the Mighty Ducks movies. So I'm, I'm, and like, Gordon Bombay is going to be in it. Like, that's all I needed to hear. Uh, like, I'm in. Um, yeah, we need Charlie Conway back. There's, there's rumors that there might be other people that show back up that were in the previous one. Have you actually, have you seen Goldberg through the years? Um, yes. yes. Just because I was, um, so. I listen to YouTube all the time when I'm working and like I'll, I'll randomly get stuff pop up. And like, I, I went down a rabbit hole for like 30 minutes the other day about uh, mighty ducks and where they are now, Sandlot, where they are now, stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's the only reason I'll say yes. Cause <laughs> like, that's the only reason. Yeah. Goldberg for those that don't know, um, unfortunately he had some drug and abuse problems, but from what I, I what I've seen recently, he is, healthier and back on a track that's good but the real reason i was discussing it goldberg has lost so much weight and is basically a very thin man now and it's so weird to see him compared to what he was as a kid and the goalie in the duck might ducks movies oh such a such good movies man um all right capitals and devils um hey nicholas backstrom is really good right um I, i guess we could we could start with that yeah, Backstrom is great, and Ovechkin is better. And we've seen Ovechkin sort of expand his horizon this year, and he's had a lot more assists uh, to his goals. But what we've seen with the Capitals is they have re-changed their lines a bunch, and they currently have uh, – Tom Wilson had a hit, I believe, on Marshawn of Boston this weekend and actually got suspended for seven games, which is a pretty significant suspension in the NHL, but he is a repeat offender type of guy. But um, he is out for seven games. So what they did is they have put together Oshie, Backstrom, and, or, and Ovechkin, which has not been line recently over the last two years. They've sort of put Ovechkin over with Kuznetsov a lot of the time and Tom Wilson, and they, they've changed it. But what we've seen with TJ Oshie's pricing right now is he's around like 4K recently on DraftKings, which is absurdly cheap. And when you have him as – a guy who's on the top power play in the top line. Granted, he might not shoot as much because you have a guy like Ovechkin, but when you have them all connected, it's a very favorable situation in stacking that line and including the defenseman, John Carlson, as well. It, it's a very nice and stackable team. And then when you factor in them playing the Devils, one of the worst teams in the league, you have them as almost minus 200 right now, and the goal total is six, and it's juiced as over currently. It's a really favorable spot for Washington, especially a guy like Ovechkin, who just fires a ton of shots at the net. In cash, I would expect him to be relatively high-owned due to the lack of some big-name options on the slate. All right. Um, Scott Stevens, we're playing him, right? Um, Panthers and Blue Jackets. Um, this game, this game's a little lopsided, right? Isn't like Florida – solid this season like both the teams in florida and tampa solid too um what are we looking at here with the panthers and blue jackets yeah both the florida teams are pretty decent this actually is not that lopsided it's a, it's a pretty even game with columbus at home uh if it was in florida we we would see it a bit more wide okay. um with it being a home game for columbus I, i'm not as interested in stacking carolina 
Uh, there's a few guys in this game that generally score really well. And if you check the projections, uh, there's always guys that sort of pop in models that may or may not confuse you. But what generally tends to happen is our, our models and our projection systems pick players that are underperforming to what you would expect due to their underlying stats. So a lot of the time you'll see guys that are priced way too low from what their expectancies would be in the long run. And most of the time, what we see with these guys is the guy might be priced at 4k tomorrow. And in three weeks from now, he'll be priced at 6k because he sort of expanded his model. A good example for that was Tyler Toffoli from Montreal at the beginning of the season he was projected like one of the best value rankings every night when Montreal would play because his underlying stats were great. Well, right after that, he went on a tear, scored like seven goals in six games. And then once it happens, like DraftKings and FanDuel don't really adjust their pricing. Well, he's still at like 8k, but you had a guy at 4k that if you rode that wave up with him, it was a huge benefit for you. Uh, but a guy that's always like that sort of is Cam Atkinson for, uh, for Columbus, him and the defenseman Zach Wierenski and Seth Jones, they generally show very well in projections and just have not sort of exploded. So their projections are a little bit more suppressed than what you would normally see. So this isn't going to be the best game overall, most likely. And Columbus is sort of shifting things all over the place. But those are a couple guys to maybe look at when you're looking at lineups. The Jets and the Maple Leafs. Um... I was looking through this game seems like it's going to be pretty close and um, could potentially be high scoring. Uh, what do you like in this one? Yeah, this game is the highest total on the slate uh, at yeah. six and a half right now. And for good reason, we've been joking in NHL discord and just in general in NHL for whatever reason, the Canadian division this year, the teams that are stuck in the Canadian division, they are scoring so many more goals and playing so much less defense than most of the American teams. Uh, the totals in those games are generally a half a goal or a goal higher than like every other game on the slate. And it's really no different tomorrow. Um, Austin Matthews will probably be the chalkiest skater on the entire slate. And you generally want to stack him with like Mitch Marner and Morgan Riley. The issue is, is that sometimes those guys don't produce as well because they are priced up through the roof with Matthews, but their peripheral stats of shots on goal are not quite what his are. And by that, I mean, they're not what his are at all. Uh, so the issue with Toronto is playing someone like Matthews is great. However, there is generally issues because of the pricing with other guys. Um, on the flip side, Toronto is a big favorite in this game. However, when you break down the team totals a bit, you're going to see that Winnipeg still has an okay team total, despite being a massive favorite. And guy like Blake Wheeler has been relatively underpriced all season. He's a guy that I would generally look to as someone that will be a little bit less owned that can also produce at a high rate. So for GPPs, he might be someone to look at tomorrow. All right. And you just, you'll look at projections and stuff like that. If you guys have premium and you can really kind of pay attention to that stuff in discord too. Yep. Um, want to take a look at uh, projections. They'll be in lineup HQ. You can also see who's playing with who, uh, they get updated throughout the day. A lot of the time we get information in the morning during morning skates and we update it then. And we update it all throughout the day anytime we see anything. And then if you have any questions, uh, feel free to jump in the NHL Discord, me or Moneyball16. We are generally in there at all times answering questions as well. So make sure you utilize all those uh, tools at, at your hands. 
All right, we got Tampa and Detroit. Um, Stamkos, like he, it was a false ne- negative for him, and like he he missed like only one game, right, or something like that. Um, Tampa should smash Detroit in this game, right? Yeah, Detroit's really bad. Actually, Detroit, however, they generally show up to some extent in our projections because they are so underpriced due to how bad they are. And whenever they have a good game, you generally are playing. The way to look at Detroit, Detroit is almost always the biggest underdog in the slate, therefore making their opponent almost always the biggest favorite on the slate. And they are almost always dirt cheap. So whenever they win a game, generally what you see is the team that is big chalk was terrible. And they are so cheap that they score like one goal, they sort of get there for you. So it's a unique situation where Detroit is the worst team in the league. However, you run that situation over and over again, Detroit's going to win 25, 30 games out of 80 on the course of the season, even being as bad as they are, they probably produce well those times. So they're always a relatively okay GPP play just as a giant hole. If you look at things, um, but yeah, Tampa Bay is going to be decent chalk. The issue is with Tampa Bay is they don't have any full on stat producers without Nikita Kucherov around this year. Uh, Sam Coast is one of the guys you want to take a look at along with Palat and Hedman. Um, if you were looking for the cheap side of things though, Tyler Johnson and Alex Kalorn are generally priced relatively cheap for them. And you can generally get some value out of them if you really are having your mind set on playing Tampa guys, you generally are going to need to fit some pieces in with them. And that's a way to do it within the Tampa system. We finish it out with Chicago at Dallas. Um, these games end at eight 30 or start. The last start time is eight 30. Um, we know like, all right. So again, I don't play hockey, but they're like, this is like a combo just by like looking at the stats that, depending on pricing how do you say it is it d brincat and patrick kane like i know how to say patrick kane but like those two seem like they would correlate really well together knowing like patrick kane is a guy that's really high in assist and you know d brincat like he's a guy that's been scoring a lot yeah d brincat and, and kane are definitely guys that you would put together and if you look at the line it's it's pretty even which is is very not normal for a Chicago game generally the Chicago lines are a bit more wide than than what they are here um but definitely you can put DeBrinket and Kane together and on the Dallas side I actually kind of like the Dallas skaters they are going through a bit of an injury crisis slash other areas uh just the other day Rupe Hints is out but maybe back tomorrow he missed yesterday's game due to an injury and then John Klingberg uh their young star defenseman also missed the game due to his wife having uh, a baby. So he was out due to the birth of his child. So when stuff like that happens, and that's the biggest thing with NHL compared to some other sports, a lot of the time when someone is in or out, which is similar to other sports, you get someone that is the beneficiary, but a lot of the time the beneficiary might be some guy that already is a good play and they just end up getting a massive increase in volume and usage rate. So if those guys are out, I really like someone like Dennis Gurionov, who is a bit cheaper, but can produce for them. And then also uh, Miro Heskinen. He's another young star defenseman for Dallas that if someone like Klingberg is out, he sees a decent uptick in minutes and usage in the long term. And he's someone that I would take a look at as well. Listen, that's my that's my call. My 
non-knowledgeable morning grind call is stack Patrick Kane and DeBurn Cat. Like, there we go. That's all I got for you guys. Um, Sean, anything else? Like, that was the last one. Um, Again, like, this is a very general overview um, for this slate. It's before we get pricing, the guys um, over in Discord, the projections, everything will have pricing, be able to break things down more. Like Sean said, you know, they'll have who's going to be on what line in an update in the morning um, after morning skate and all that stuff. So do we like one good thing about NHL is we don't typically have late scratches, right? Uh, You generally have an idea of who may be a late scratch, but in order to do that, you sort of have to follow the news uh, to find that out. So generally, you know, like this guy may be a bit banged up, could miss the game. But with COVID, I don't want to say that there's never late scratches, but it's it's far less worse than than NBA. You could realistically set your lineup at 3 p.m. and there's a decent chance that there's no issues whatsoever with it. But it's also we get lineups for, I would say, 85, 90 percent of the teams within 15 to 20 minutes before the game. So if you check Discord 15, 20 minutes before the game where you check lineup HQ and see if uh anything has sort of altered within that team, you can find out if we have made adjustments or anything with them. I just totally jinxed it. Um, You guys are, you guys are so welcome. So uh, appreciate you joining one last week where I got, I got flamed for it because I wrote (laughs) someone up that took the pregame skate was in the lineup and then didn't play. And everyone was blaming me for it. And I'm like, look, he literally was in the lineup, in the roster. I, I I don't have a crystal ball and can check after the slate starts that he'll still be there. But it, it does very seldomly happen in NHL. I jinx it. You guys are welcome. Um, you guys, I'm going to get so many hate tweets now. I'm, I'm, I'm Bring it on. Uh, but that's going to get us out of here for Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking PGA. We're bringing on the GOAT, Notorious, to talk uh, the Players' Championship um, and, you know, the golf tournament coming up here in Florida about an hour away from my house. Like, I love going to the Players, not going this year because of all the COVID stuff, but um, it's one of my favorite tournaments to go to. So, it's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking PGA and then uh, finish out the week with some NBA. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.